welcome to another episode of the Mashless Buttons Mashcast. I am Jarrett, and I'm here with Games Industry Public Defender and uh, the Scourge of Ironforge, Nick Zellenkevich. You know, I was actually in Ironforge today, and I was not really scourging up the place. I was more just kind of walking through, so we'll just say, like, visitor to Ironforge. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> This is Mashcast number 135, a twofer, a twofer this week, uh, because of uh, some problems we had previously, we need to we need to catch up, we need to catch up. So, uh, actually, this Mashcast is probably going to be a little light, uh, when everybody's like, oh, thank God, oh, but no, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a little lighter than normal. We have no news bites, because we, we covered all the news on Monday, uh, so uh, we're going to have some topics. But since it is the end of the month, we will be doing a what you have been playing. So, Nick, what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing Hearthstone, and I'll just say real quickly um, that uh, I've been playing the uh, the, the next Ramus Zulok, uh, the, the, which is a fairly cheap deck to make. And it got me up to rank 12, which I never thought I'd get to. Um, and it's super fun. And I actually, it actually had me playing the game. Um, where normally I'll just do my quests through the day to get my gold and be done with it. And I was having so much fun just cheesing people with this deck because it's, it's totally unfair. You just overwhelm them with, with small minions early and they just can't, they can't react. And especially with some of the Naxx cards, like even whatever they have that might clear the board now, your stuff comes back and it does damage back to them and whatnot. And it, It's super fun. Um, but yeah, I, would, uh, I was actually just playing just for fun, not even to actually earn gold, which I, I didn't expect would happen at this point in the life of the game. So um I'm looking forward to see how many stars I get when the uh, the ladder resets in uh, in a week uh, to see uh, where it starts me off. But uh, I don't know I was at 12. I got knocked down a little bit. I, I ran into some priests. Uh, but other than that, uh, that's been super fun. Um, so, yeah, I recommend, uh, you know, Zulok. It's a good deck. Um, but uh, other than Hearthstone, I've been playing Warcraft. Um, that's nothing new. And I've been playing Peggle 2 on my phone, and that's about it. Okay. Uh, there, it's actually for me. It's it's been a, a a big shift in what I've been playing. because uh, I was at the beginning of the month for the first week. I actually was playing um, Heroes of the Storm, the Alpha, and I actually really like that. I I don't like MOBAs, and I like that game. And I was talking to him about Bo, and he's like, "Oh, it's for casuals." I'm like, "No, it's for people who don't like to be bored while they're playing video games because fucking." Fucking League and even Dota 2 are boring at the start. And that's the killer for me in MOBA. How, MOBA is how boring the start of a game is. Whereas with Heroes of the Storm... Well, you can, with Heroes of the Storm, at the beginning of every game, you know you're going to get into a fight before... It's more than likely you're going to get into a fight before the creeps actually come out. And yes, in League and in Dota or modern MOBAs, Sometimes you get a fight started, you know, like at the ve- at the very beginning of a game, but that is rare. So many times when I'm playing, like when I played MOBAs, like I'll have somebody who I can see them, I can see my enemy on the screen, and all they're doing is just picking off the creeps, and I'm picking off the creeps because that's what you do in the beginning <laughs> of the game. And then, like you know, if if you're alone and they call their friends, they might then they'll gank you. You know what I'm saying? But in Heroes of the Storm, it's not like that. It's like in Heroes of the Storms before the creeps come, when I see the dude, oh, we're fighting. We're fighting. <laughs> like, there it is right there. 
you know. And even sometimes if they come and try to gank me, depending on how I how well I can play and what characters are attacking me, I can fend off two characters at a time or at least do something to be able to get away, you know. And it's a whole lot of fun. The, the game was so much more action-oriented, you know. And it's almost like the creeps are there. Like, let's say you're behind. If you guys start focusing on creeps and killing creeps, it can help you do your level up. Like, it can help you. Because you don't level individually, and that's another thing. You level as a group, which is really cool. So you can help, it helps you build your group level, really, uh, you know, if, you, if you're down. So it, 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 it's, it, it's kind of a comeback mechanic if you use it properly. But, you know, you got to be smart enough to do it. I... I'm having a really good time with that game. I can see myself spending money in it. Uh, so their Blizzard has done it. They made me love a MOBA. Um, which which characters have you been playing? Well, the way the alpha works, um, once a week, they, they switch out characters for you once a week, but not everybody has the same characters. So the last character I played was Arthas, and I actually enjoyed it. I did When I was reading his moveset, I didn't think I was going to like it, but oh man, he is definitely a character that I think I'm going to enjoy playing. Um, uh, I was playing, um, let's see, uh, what is, it's, there's a Zerg queen, but uh, Zahara, I think, is her name. Zeratul, really fun to play. Um, Nova is fun to play. I'm trying to think of who else is, uh, who else I, I would play. Um, Oh, God, it's the guy from Diablo. Like, he was like the first, I think he was the first dungeon boss in Diablo. Oh, the Butcher? No. Or maybe he's a Warcraft character. He has a hook. He's green. Oh, um, Patches. Pa- patchwork. Patchwork? Is his, patch- st- his stomach open? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's him then. Yeah, like he's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, I was playing as him and that, that was a lot of fun. And a couple of the Warcraft characters. Uh, were fun for me. I had a good time. I, I I had Diablo at one point, but I never played with him. So, oh yeah, and as you play characters, you, you have an individual level with these characters, and you open up, you unlock more abilities with them. So that was really good. So I was playing that toward the end of August into the beginning of September. Um, and it was actually cutting back on my StarCraft time. But I was still kind of getting it in. However, Destiny came out and something unexpected happened. I am now playing a console game more than I am playing my PC. That has not happened since. I, I would have to say since before the Xbox 360. I, there's never been a point since the since before the Xbox. Yeah, like, it, it, like during the Xbox 360 PS3 phase. There was no way you would find me playing a console game more than a PC game, and that's all we've been playing. We even made a clan. We even made a clan. Like <laughs> I, we vowed never to make another clan. Well, not we, but I, I was like, I, well, you know, after I got done with Counter Strike competitively, I was like, you know, no, why make another clan? But fuck, we made a new clan today. Old dogs. It's gold. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, dude, Destiny is awesome, and like the I think the people who are complaining about Destiny didn't know you know it's not what they want it to be you know like i I saw reports on metacritic oh it's you know it's you don't see a lot of people when you're out in the field it's not mmo enough well destiny's not an mmo and some people are like oh there's not enough loot blah blah it's not borderlands enough well it's not borderlands destiny is destiny it definitely has elements from a game like borderland and from mmos but destiny is its own thing 
The story is not that long. And actually, all the story does in Destiny, like, it's actually kind of shitty the way they do that. Because it opens a shit ton of plot lines. That's what it does. The story opens a whole bunch of plot lines, only resolves one. Now, you can get way more story if you go to the Bungie website. Because like, your character collects these things called Gilmore cards when you get achievements. And if you read the cards, it gives you a shit ton of backstory. And the backstory is actually pretty complex. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think there's some major changes coming that we're going to see in the future that we can predict. Uh, but the game itself, like, the story is really just a vehicle to get you to level 20. Once you hit level 20, the real game begins, because now you can get good armor. And so that's what you want to do. You want to get good armor, because after you hit level 20, the only way to go up in levels is to get armor that has light in it. The armor has to have light, and then once you add all the light together from all the armor pieces, that's how your level goes up. So, you know, you're... <clears throat> you start doing... Uh, the strikes more often. The strikes give you good armor. Um, playing in the Crucible, which is PvP, gives you good armor. And weapons. I have a legendary pulse rifle. Right is now. That is, that, is that good for you, though? Yeah, it is. It, it, it helps me. It has helped me kill many a, pe a person. And, uh... <clears throat> trying to think, like, what else? Like, oh, yeah, like... Even if you, like, you go through... Because when you go through the strikes and stuff like that, there's no guarantee that you're going to get armor with light in it, even if you don't get armor weapons, oh, armor with light or good weapons, you can break it down and use the materials to upgrade your other weapon. So it's really cool. We've been having a really good time playing that game. Surprisingly. One of my buddies, who doesn't even play first-person shooters, is having a blast playing that game. So. Yeah, man, Destiny. Like, if you don't like Destiny, GTFO. Like, just... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry it wasn't what you wanted it to be, but it is a good game. It is a good game. But unfortunately for them, because of the low Metacritic rating, they may miss their bonuses. Ooh. Because of the low Metacritic rating, yeah. Activision so. would do that, though. Yeah, they would. <laughs> They're like, oh, thank God, no bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I don't like is the way the story goes. It feels like they're going to try to nickel and dime me to get like the rest of the story. That's what it feels like. That's the only thing. If I get, because I'm definitely getting the first DLC, but if I don't, if I don't feel fulfilled from the money that I spent, then I'm not, I'm done with Destiny. I mean, it's good, but I do have other games I can play, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So Destiny was pretty awesome. That That's really all I've been playing. I played some, I played uh, Heroes of the Storm, and I played uh, Destiny. I played StarCraft one time this month. Wow. One time. I'm a little afraid to go back because I'll probably get my ass whooped. Even though when I did play, I did okay. I did all right. I was like in Platinum League when I left. And I, I, when I, I, I'm play, still playing in Platinum and I'm not getting my ass whooped. So, even though I've been in higher leagues, but, you know, the season I was in Platinum, I, had to work, uh, I was trying to work my way up and then that kind of stopped when I started playing Heroes of the Storm. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Oh, real quickly, that hero was Stitches, not Patches. Yeah, Stitches. Thank you. Yeah. I thought, like, yeah, because uh, he looks similar to the guy, in, I think, like, the first boss in Diablo. Or maybe I'm just confusing him. Well, yeah, because the, the, the butcher is, again, big guy with, like, the the cleaver. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, I mean, they're a similar model. I, I want to say there might even be a uh, a mod to make him look like that even more. Maybe that's what I saw. But, yeah, but that's, that's Stitches who... Similar to Patchwork, who I was thinking of. Gotcha. Okay. 
All right, so let's just get right into the topics. Uh, we got a couple things. Uh, first of all, off there, the the there's a new Steam store, and uh. They're trying to help you discover games, and I definitely have some words about that because I'm not necessarily all too happy with it. Uh, Blizzard, ta- uh, they canceled Titan, so we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk a little bit about a bill that Congress introduced to let you own digital things. But first, there's actually some major news coming out of Kickstarter. They are changing their terms to uh, terms uh, specifically regarding unfinished projects, which unfinished projects was a huge deal with Kickstarter before, that was like one of the bigger reasons some people would not, uh, they would not kickstart anything or give money. And then there's been several occasions where people just got burned. Uh, they just got burned, uh, while, uh, you know, for Kickstarter and something, and then nothing ever happens with it. So they're changing the terms of, of what's happening. Okay. Uh, the biggest thing is that they're adding is that uh, actually I'll just read it right off the side here. The boldest inclusion stressed that creators who are unable to satisfy the terms may be subject to legal action by backers. Big deal, big deal. Because some of these backers have pretty big wallets, and so they probably have pretty big lawyers, you know, and that that could be a, a huge deterrent to, to for a company just being like, well, well, we tried, and then walking away. That's happened several times. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, they said they add they introduce a checklist for creators that don't complete their project and fulfill backer rewards, uh, which you know before it was extremely vague. They didn't have anything like that. So here's a couple of things. Uh, the funding service will require that failing creators post updates to explain the project status, how funds were used, and what will continue to keep the project from being completed. Uh, if creators don't offer a clear roadmap to supporters that demonstrate that they've used the funds appropriately, sorry about that, and made every reasonable effort to complete the project as promised, they are able, they are to offer to return any remaining funds to the backers who have not received their reward in proportion to the amounts pledged. Alternatively, creators will have to explain how those funds will be used to complete the project in some alternate form. Uh... Those terms go into effect October 19th, and uh, <laughs> they uh, that, that that that's good for those who like the Kickstarter. Or kick, it's definitely a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. I don't know if it goes far enough. I mean, ostensibly, it, I guess what they're trying to do is sort of reduce the you know anybody from using the system fraudulently. Um, you know, anybody coming in with a clear, you know, idea that is no way to actually be marketed and they're just like, give us a ton of money and then, oh, it didn't work out and like walk away and, and, and burn people that way. Um, but I don't think there's been too many cases of that. Um, and usually the ones that, that tend to crop up, people kind of suss them out a little bit early. Um, really, it seems the, the situations where people get burned are where people come in, they mean well, they legitimately have, you know, they want to start a project. You know, they're looking to start it and they either underestimate how much money they're going to need. So even though they collect a ton of money, they don't have enough money to actually do what they want to do. Or or the other thing is that they just grossly mismanage it. Um, and I, you know, I'm thinking of like the the uh, was the Ogscast game where they had the money and then they kind of like they, they misspent it on artists and, and, and stuff like that. When it came down to actually build the game, they ran out of money and they didn't even get that much from the artists because they mismanaged that. 
And so I feel like if they really want to cut down on failed projects, you need to see an actual business plan, an actual budget ahead of time when you're, you know, like, okay, like this is what we're asking for. This is how we're breaking it down. Um, Cause you know, that kind of stuff, usually I'm, I'm sure some companies have had that, but usually that's, you know, you, that, you don't see that in the initial pitch. You see the flashy graphics, you know, you see whatever, you know, people are trying to present you, but there's no actual, Hey, we have a real plan and we're going to follow this and we're going to stick to this. I think that would actually go a long way towards making sure products are successful as opposed to, I mean, I mean, what they're saying here, like even okay, so you can sue somebody when this is all done, but at that point, the money's gone. You, you can't get the money back. I mean, at worst, they're going to claim bankruptcy, and, and I mean, you get a moral victory, but I can't imagine. I mean, you know, I mean, if you once you've misspent the money, you've misspent the money, and that's it. You know, there was the one case. I think it was uh, the Neil Stevenson game Clang that. Uh, he got over $500,000, and at the end, he wound up refunding $700 to some people. Like, that's, you know, it's, it's nothing. That's a drop, you know, it's a drop in the bucket. It means it's a nice gesture, and I don't think that, you know, Neil Stevenson got into this looking to rip people off, but, you know, it, it's one of those things, you know, you know, if, you know if, I think we, we said this for as long as we've talked about Kickstarter. You know, it's a gamble. It's a risk. There's no guarantee that anything is going to work out and that you're ever going to see any kind of return on your money. And I think as long as you go in with that attitude, you should be okay. But I don't – I don't know. I, I feel like they need to go a little bit further with these rules to really protect people. Well, yeah, I never said that this was the end all be all. I actually did say step in the right direction. I mean, yeah, like, there's still, whenever you kickstart something, there's a good chance that it's, A, not going to launch, or B, that it's just not going to be that great to begin with. Um, you know, or C, that you may not get your rewards. Indie games, the movie. Um, I got a t-shirt, but I did not get my Blu-ray. I was supposed to get a Blu-ray, like, a year ago, and I never got it. But you know what? I'm over it. <laughs> I saw my uh, my 12 Seconds of Fame on Netflix. Thank you very much. But anyway, because I was actually in that movie. You know that, Nick? Yes. Yeah, for 12 seconds. For 12 seconds. Yeah, that's right. So I still have, you know, 14 minutes, 48 seconds of fame left. Ready to go. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's always a risk. But, you know, now that the – now you're not left in the lurch while something's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the creators need to give updates and kind of like, this is what's going on. This is what's holding us back. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Like I said, step in the right direction. But Kickstarter, I don't think Kickstarter will ever be foolproof because, you know, you, you're not necessarily buying a project. You're, you're funding something to try to help it out and get it off the ground. And even if it once it gets off the ground, it just may not be that great. You know? So you can't make the rules too stringent because uh, then, you know, maybe at some point somebody's like, well, now you're making money off of it. So, you know, where's my cut? And it doesn't work that way. You're not investing. It's not investing like that because that has a whole different set of rules. Well, you know, because you talk about like they can make something that might not be that great. Like, again, going back to Neil Stevenson's Clang, you know, he said, like, we killed the game because we made it and it just wasn't that fun. And it's like at that point, like, okay, so it's a terrible product. It's not fun. Like, you still – I feel like you still have an obligation. Release what you did. Let all the people that gave you money see, like, yes. wow, I gave money to this and this is terrible. Like, okay, I understand why you killed this project. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you're you right. Know. He should have at least released that, but – Hey, that's the way it was, you know. And he won't be affected by these changes, but in the future, you know, we may not see that again. So we'll see. Well, let's move on to our next topic, the new Steam Store. And actually, I mentioned it 
on the the podcast that came out Tuesday, actually, uh, because I was flipping through it uh, as uh, as uh, we were talking. Um, the 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 article from VentureBeat says the Steam Store has become a mess. This is how Valve, Valve plan- claims. Uh, this is how Valve plans to fix it. That is false. The Steam Store was not a mess. The Steam Store was perfectly fine. When I went to the Steam Store, I wanted to see what was new, what was featured. So on the front page, I will flip through the featured stuff. Uh, if I found something I like, I'd buy it. Uh, sometimes I go through some of the smaller new stuff. But because I follow Steam on Facebook, I follow Steam on Twitter, I see most of the new releases anyway. You know? So that worked perfectly fine for me. Like, it's that, that, that credo, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I know you don't, Steam didn't want to get left behind, you know, but at the same time, like, they mess with something too much, and it, it just fucks it up. For example, let's look at what's on my featured menu right now. Okay, so, Endless Legend came out. That's there. That's now available. Uh, Metro Redux, 2033 20, Redux is recommended for me. That's a newer game, so I'll give it a pass. Uh, but then... Valve Complete Pack, recommended for you. I own, like, all those games already. Uh, EYE. Do you you own them in one pack, though? And that's the thing, like, EYE, Divine Cybermancy. That game came out God knows how long ago, and it wasn't even that great. It was one of the first games that we reviewed on Mash Those Buttons. Okay? So, that's a dud for me. Uh, What's else here? Dysfunctional Systems. Which I don't understand why they recommended this to me because this doesn't look very fun. It's like a, it's like it's like a text-based adventure. It 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 looks nice, like in terms of actually looking, but you know, other than that, no. Uh, what else we got here for me? The cat lady. Um, no, like well, I don't know what in my, in my why would they give that to me? <laughs> like I, uh, what says I want that? The you Walking Dead. You don't like indie horror. Um, no, that was the other guy. <laughs> that was Joel that liked that. Quake. They are recommending Quake to me. Um, let's see what else we got here. Well, you don't Quake. like Quake? Yeah, but <laughs> how old is Quake? Like, do they really, with as old as my Steam account is, do they really think I haven't played Quake? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> only if that's another, like, point-and-click adventure. Why? Um, a pre-order for Shadow of Mortar. I mean, I guess they gotta throw that in there. Um, Valiant Hearts. Okay, I guess I'll give that a pass. You want to be sad? Yeah, you know. I'm trying to think. Oh, Bioshock 2. That's in my recommended, you know. And Goat Simulator. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, most of those games, I... Especially, I I want to focus on the recommended games, like... And last, not last week, sorry, earlier this week, it was even worse. Like, all the games they recommended to me were super old. And it's like, they, they recommended Unreal to me. Unreal. Like, why would you recommend a game that old to anybody? But isn't part of your problem, though, that your backlog is so huge and so full of recent games that to find the holes, they have to go back? Maybe that is my problem, because I'm not really like it. I'm liking it, like, you know. The discovery stuff, like that, I'm not discovering anything. You can't discover Quake. But, but you're, you that's like too- going into a museum and discovering <laughs> dinosaur bones. Like you, know <laughs> you can't discover that game. 
No, but I think the problem is maybe that this doesn't apply to you because, like you said, you follow it on Facebook, you follow it on Twitter, you you, know, you keep up with games in general enough that you know for most of the releases you're going to know about them anyway. You don't need this. You know what you want. You know when you're going to want it. You're not you. I can't imagine that you've ever like one night said I feel like playing something that I haven't played before, and you just go into Steam and be like, let me find a game just arbitrarily in here. Like your purchases are all calculated and usually related to TF2 items. Yes, they are actually. If more games had TF2 items, I'd be buying more games. You know, I bought Deus Ex for TF2 items. I never played Deus Ex. <laughs> and now it's probably going to recommend Deus Ex 2 or whatever, one of the other games. <laughs> it recommended Deus Ex The Fall, which is like a, a tablet game. It was like a mobile game that they brought to PC. It looked horrible. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not a fan of this update. Because one of the ways like, I found out about new games or got interested in games was coming to the Steam store and checking out what was on the front page. You know, I found a lot of early access games like that because they were featured as early access. And now it's kind of like, meh, let's see what else is recommended for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go straight to the recommended list. Gary's Mod, Ter- Terraria, uh, The Binding of Isaac. Actually, I own The Binding of Isaac. On that, let's see. Bioshock Two, Unreal Tournament 2004, which I own, uh, by the way. But do you have that in Steam? In Steam, I own it. Oh, so they should. Okay, they should know that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't even want to go through this shit. That like, Hatful Boyfriend, Hate Plus, Analog, A Hate Story. All those are like text-based adventures. Magical Diary anime? I have nothing in my collection that's like that. I swear to God, I have nothing in my collection that's like that. Right. All these like anime, like they're all these anime games. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like I really have nothing in my collection that would suggest that I like this stuff besides like The Walking Dead. That's the only thing I really have. I don't know. Unreal Tournament, Game of the Year edition. God, I remember when I played that for the first time. Changed my life. Quake 3 Arena. Quake 3 Arena, since I recently viewed Quake Live. But you looked at Quake Live for research purposes. Well, no, I actually, I downloaded Quake Live, which I actually oh, I didn't okay. get a chance to play. Well, well, Quake 3 Arena is pretty much Quake Live. Hmm. Black Re- Blacklight Retribution. Which, oh, I didn't know they brought that the same, but... It, you know, Blacklight Retribution isn't that bad of a game, it, but their pricing scheme is re-fucking-diculous. It is. It's really ridiculous. Yeah, dude, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not feeling this update. Nick, have you even checked it out? I'm looking in there now. Um, I don't know, it's, it's got, uh, again, it's got for me Gary's Mod and Terraria, since I play indie games. Um, it says action games due to my recent playtime and other action games, because I guess I played Loadout a few months ago and that I really don't play that much in steam. So that's probably recent for me. Um, so I got CSGO, team fortress two, left for dead two, and then elder scroll Skyrim, which I wouldn't have imagined was an action game, but I guess well, they, they recommended dead space and dead space two, both of which I own, uh, because I viewed the bureau XCOM declassified. That's that game's not a horror game. It's got aliens. That is the loose link, actually. <laughs> that is the loose link. So, 
let's see, I got DCU Online because I play Marvel Heroes. I got Path of Exile because I play Marvel Heroes. I got Spiral Knights because I play Marvel Heroes. And then I got Hotline Miami 2 because I played Hotline Miami and Super Meat Boy because I made, played Hot, uh, Hotline Miami. Did Hotline Miami 2 actually come out? Uh, I didn't think so, but maybe. Oh, now I got to search. Yeah. Uh, release date, 2014. It says actually, oh, coming soon. This is not yet available. Yeah, I was I was getting ready to like, well, we gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> podcast is over, folks. Yeah, I I, I was pretty sure how Miami Two was supposed to come out, like in June, wasn't it? And then it just never it came got out. Back, yeah, yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. I was, that trailer was awesome, but I need to finish regular Hot Miami. But the thing is, I have it on my Vita, right? And I'm at like the, I think it's 15 stages. I'm on like the 12th stage. I'm afraid to go back in. I'm get my ass whooped because it's getting it's getting really hard. Mm. So, oh, you know, Actually, I, like I'm, I'm not a fan of these updates. Dude. I just want to uh, say the one thing like, that I don't like is they changed the icon for Steam. It used to just be the black circle with the little gear, and now it's it's like it uh, it has a gradient. It does. It looks a little weird, but I guess I think it's because we're so used to looking at the other one, we'll get used to it. Mm. It's fancier, but like the other one was was simpler. Yeah, it was simpler, and I, and I liked it a lot more. I, like that, I think developers were upset that they didn't get enough visibility, and this is Steam's answer to it. And I, now, as a consumer, I'm not really feeling it. You know, so I haven't purchased a game from Steam. Like I used to purchase like almost a game a week from Steam. Yeah. And I haven't purchased any games. But you just don't update. just don't use the recommended for you part. Just you know, still follow them on Twitter, still follow them on Facebook. I, I do. feel like it should be fine. I do, yeah. but still, like you, like some of the stuff that be like that would show up and featured wouldn't show up on Facebook or Twitter, and that's why I was useful. But you know, I think the, like the the recommended stuff should have been its own thing. It shouldn't have been you know put into uh, the recommended. Oh, oh, they added something now, like because this was not here on Monday. If you hit customize, you can uncheck recommended for you. you can, <laughs> well, game changer. <laughs> that was not there because I was I was looking for something like that because I saw the customize thing before, and you could uncheck certain things like um, pre-purchase or software, um, DLC stuff like that. But now, oh yeah. I'll, uh, oh yeah, top sellers. I'm probably actually gonna take that out too. Mm-hmm, get the fuck out of here. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, Valve. <laughs> okay, we're we're okay now. Ah, oh, it's back. <sighs> but the only problem I'm gonna have is like, cause sometimes I don't always come to Steam through the store or through my Steam account. Sometimes I come to Steam through just the website, and I'm not logged into it. And so it's still going to have that crap. But I can deal with this. All right. We're friends again. <laughs> good job, Gabe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good job, Gabe. Yeah, see, now I'm seeing some shit that I'm actually interested in. Uh, Beyond Earth pre-purchase. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Um... Uh, Fight the Dragon. That actually, it's early access. Evil Within pre-purchase. Eh. A racing game. Transocean Shipping Company that wasn't there before. 
Yeah, there's uh, some nice games here. Logic Bots. Okay. Everybody, people listen like, what the fuck is Logic Bots? Like, it's a game that kind of looks like I would play it. Okay? <laughs> That's all you really need to know. I, th- I thought it was a game about bots that applied logic. I'm pretty sure it is, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so okay. Well then. Well, folks, you heard it here first. You can fix that problem. <laughs> Alright, well, then let's just move on to our next topic. Uh, Alright, yeah, so the next topic is uh, Blizzard canceled Titan. And I'm mean, Nick, did you really keep up with what was going on with Titan? Or? There wasn't much to keep up with. This is... I'm... I, you know, and honestly, I'm not sad that Titan was canceled. Because... I don't know what it was. Nobody knows what it was. There were rumors about it there because it was never formally announced. It's that Blizzard always had this other project that they were working on in the background. It was called Titan, you know, and the, you know, I don't even know, I don't know if that was the actual name. It was, or it was, I think it was, if anything, it was just the development name because again, it was never actually announced and nobody, so nobody knew what it was. There were rumors that came out, um, you know, that, you know, that have leaked out. But again, they're all rumors that uh, allegedly it involves some kind of time travel. You were traveling all over Earth, um, you know, you know, stuff of that nature. Uh, it was supposed to be an MMO to kind of, you know, uh, you know, it was supposed to be an MMO. And again, the, the, the public speculation was that this was supposed to be their follow up to Warcraft so that as, you know, people would tire of Warcraft and, and move on from that game. This is what they would move on to. Um, all we really know is that Blizzard started working it on working on it in 2007. Uh, it was an MMO of sorts. Um, allegedly, it was a shooter. That was another one of those rumors that came out that I don't think was ever actually um, verified by Blizzard. Like none of outside outside of this, it started in 2007 in an MMO. Like outside of that, all the rest of the information has never been confirmed by Blizzard. Um, and what happened is that you know they were working on it, uh, they were trying to get it out, and then about a year and a half ago, that's when they kind of reset the project. They had I think a team of about a hundred people working on it, yeah. and I guess they played it and they didn't like it. And they were like, okay, we need to scrap this and start over again. So they cut the team down to 30, and then they put everybody else on other projects. Most of the people went to the Warcraft team. Um, but, you know, so we knew that, that it, it kind of got pushed back. And it's one of those things, like, every year, and, and there was, again, that the, the swell was even starting now with BlizzCon coming up in November. Every year you hear, is this the year we're going to see Titan? Is this the year we're going to see Titan? It's never the year we see Titan. <laughs> And so, you know, and then, and so again, even this year, some, you know, uh, you know, I heard people saying again, you know, is this the year we're going to see Titan? Well, now we got our answer. We're never going to see Titan. It's, you know, to a degree, I'm glad it's dead because now people can stop talking about it. But on the other hand, like, it wasn't like it was that big of a, you know, it's it's one of those, it was, it was background chatter. It was always like, oh, what, you know, what's Titan? When's Titan coming out? What's Titan? Um, I want to say in 2010, uh, the Chinese, site leaked uh, a pro a product schedule for blizzard um and it showed stuff like uh diablo 3 and then the the expansions for that uh it showed the world of warcraft and i think like the next two expansions on there um and it had and most of the stuff i think was was within six months of when they said it would come out like i think they had uh mr pandaria coming out in like june of 2012 it came out in september um but uh no, they, but they did have Titan on there, and I think it was supposed to be released in 2013, um, which clearly it did not. Um, so right, yeah. it's it's I don't know. It's it's one of those things. People knew about it. 
And I think it's just because people knew so little, they could project what they really wanted it to be. Because everybody knows how good Warcraft is. Everybody knows how good Diablo and, and Hearthstone and, and uh, Starcraft and Heroes of the Storm. I mean, we hell, we I mean two of the, what we talked about, and what you've been playing, three actually, three of them have been were Blizzard games, and they only have five games. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, you know, Blizzard does, you know always does a great job with their quality, and I think people were just looking forward to see like, okay, like if you if World of Warcraft is what you guys did based, you know, reacting to the MMO industry in, you know, the early 2000s, like, what would you guys do now, now that you've put one out, now that you know how it works, you know, now that the, the market has matured? But the problem is that the market matured into a direction where free-to-play is king. Like, you know, at this point, like, Warcraft is the exception. There's no, you know, you know the number of successful MMOs that have a subscription is very small. You know, most MMOs, they might come out with a subscription, but they ultimately go free to play. And I think Blizzard kind of saw that and they realized, like, we can't replicate what we did with WoW because the market is completely different now. And so I think that was some of what – and even then that goes back to what they said back when they uh, they they, re, they uh, scrapped everything back a year and a half ago. Um, but the other thing too is that, um, you know, you look at – you know, you look at like Hearthstone. You look at Heroes of the Storm. I mean, these were kind of projects that started up organically within Blizzard. Like a few people kind of like, like, hey, you know, like, I mean, for Hearthstone, it was like two guys that were basically, like, hey, look, we, we started this card game. And Blizzard's like, okay, like have a few more guys and like make it something. That's a, that's one of the smallest teams at Blizzard, Team 5. And they're putting that out. And Hearthstone's one of the biggest moneymakers for them right now. Right. Yeah. So they're, So it's one of those things where you can build your MMO with your massive team and then throw your massive quantity of resources at it. And it's a risky return given the state of the MMO market right now, or you can have a small team develop these games that are, you know, so, you know, not that they're simple, but they're simpler than a massive MMO. And, you know, and, and you can still get great rewards. And so I think they kind of saw that, 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 that's kind of the direction game development has gone. You know, I think in a way this might be sort of one of those casualties of like AAA gaming, you know, that we like to talk about how, you know, AAA gaming is in danger. Yeah. Like that, this is sort of like Blizzard's AAA game. But put it, putting aside from that though, I mean, the other thing too is that like you had uh, Morheim and Metzen basically saying like, look, you know, we, we tried to do it the game. It just wasn't working. That they had these ideas for the game and it either wasn't fun or it didn't come together properly. And, you know, and that's another thing too. At least, you know, for whatever they were doing, they realized that it wasn't going to work. Um, you know, I, I, you know, in, in a way, it's almost like one of those Kickstarters that we were talking about before, where, you know, we accept nobody had to give them money. It was all – well, we gave them money in the form of our $15 Warcraft fees, and then they put that towards Titan. But um, no, but, uh, you know, they, they went, they produced the game, they played it internally, and they didn't like it, and they couldn't really salvage it. And that's, you know, that, that's something to their credit that they're able to sit there and say, okay, we worked for seven years on this. It's not coming together. Let's just take it out back and shoot it. Um, you know, that's not – it's not an easy thing to do. But, I mean, they've done it before. You know, StarCraft Ghost they killed, WarCraft Adventures. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's – they're not – it's – you know, it, I mean, to Blizzard's credit, you know, they, they'll only put out a good game. And if they see that something they're working on for as long as they've been working on it just isn't a worthy product, they won't book, they won't do it. They'll kill it. And so, I mean, it's – you know, I guess – in a way, it's disappointing that Titan's dead because it's like, oh, this was that new IP from Blizzard that we've been waiting for seven years for. But on the other hand, like, at least we're not going to see Blizzard put out a crappy game just because, like, well, we worked on this, so here it is. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good point that they would, you know, I'm, I mean, obviously they've probably spent a lot of money on it, 
you know, they probably spent a, a, a nice sum of money on that game or on the development. But, well, it's just not worth it and put it in the can. So, I guess that's, that's, that's what happens when you have the largest MMO in the world. One of the only, you know, one of the only successful subscription MMOs. Actually, is it the only one or is everybody going free to play at this point? Who still uh, has a subscription? Final Fantasy has a subscription. Wildstar. Well, yeah, well, they, they just haven't been out long enough. <laughs> I got to say, it's funny. Nobody talks about Wildstar anymore. That they were get you know, they, they got a lot of hype around the launch, and now they're like, I don't, you know, like nobody talks about them. Well, maybe people were just playing it. Maybe they're like, we haven't heard any bad things about it. Yeah. So, you know. I, I, I do want to say, though, my favorite theory, my favorite theory is that Titan is actually Destiny. Titan and is Destiny? Titan is Destiny because it was supposed to be an MMO and it was supposed to be an FPS. And then Activision got in bed with Bungie, and a lot of people from Bungie actually, uh, Blizzard had hired a lot of people from Bungie to work on this unnamed project. And so Titan got, or, so Activision gets in bed with Bungie, and then they're like, here, we, we got Blizzard working on this MMO project here. You guys take it. And that's uh, allegedly, uh, that has to do back around the time of the, uh, when the project was reset, is that, that when it, that's when it got handed over and created. I don't think the timelines match up. Uh, the other speculation, too, is that Activision forced Blizzard to kill it because, again, it was an MMO FPS. And they're like, no, 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 we're with Bungie now. Your product, you're, you know, we, we're not going to launch a competing product. Um, I, I don't, I don't I, believe either of those. I just, I think, I just, I like a good conspiracy theory. That's well, yeah, they're good conspiracy theories, but I don't, this is why neither of those will really work. Um, let's talk about the second one first, because it's easy. If if Activision and if Activision Blizzard have let's 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 call them a have a relationship, I'm pretty sure Blizzard is the one wearing the pants in that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Blizzard is a larger organization, and Blizzard, I mean, compared to their their output in terms of like you know how much they're spending, I know their profit margins are huge. You know, don't get me wrong, Activision is making hand over fist. But, like, what do they have? Call of Duty and Skylanders. And that's it. Uh, the other games they're putting out, they flop left and right. Spider-Man game, the new, like, the last two Transformers games. Like, you know, they, they, they don't, I mean, I shouldn't call them flops, but they're not, they're not pulling Activision money. Oh, sorry, they're not pulling, uh, they're not pulling Blizzard money. So, yeah, that's, that that's the thing. Um, and the reason I don't think the first one, the one, the reason I don't think the first one will really work, because if if Destiny was actually Titan, right, and Activision and Blizzard were working, not Activision, but like you know, Blizzard and Bungie were working on this game kind of together, they would definitely throw both of those logos on that box. You know, you have the bun, you have like the Blizzard logo come up first in the game. And second, Bungie right behind it. That's two huge fan bases that would be like, oh my god, Bungie and Blizzard are working on an MMO FPS. Actually, if they were to do that, that would be incredible. <laughs> that would be fucking phenomenal. You get Blizzard to do the MMO aspects, you get Bungie to take care of the shooting, because they make a tight shooter no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Well, the theory is, it's more that uh, Titan would have been taken away from Blizzard and given to Bungie. Not that they worked on it together, and not that Blizzard would have been happy about that. That's the theory, as it as it is. But I don't think so. Like, no. I think I think Bungie. I think Bungie already had Titan in mind. Activision liked it, so therefore that's why he brought him on. No, I, I looked at the 
development timeline for uh, for Destiny as far as when items or, or when it was announced and when certain things became public. And then I looked at the – well, as much as we have a timeline for. But like again, going back to the year and a half date, the year and a half reset date for Titan, and it doesn't line up. That right. you you that you would have to be making a lot of logical jumps and behind the scene machinations to to get that all to work out and it's it's a fun idea and I like it for that reason alone but by no means do I believe it. I, I, those are fun conspiracies, but I, I seriously doubt it. But yeah, if you were looking for something new MMO-ish coming out of Blizzard, doesn't look like it's gonna be anything soon. They have, I mean, they have their MMO, they have their RTS, they have their dungeon crawler. And now they have their MOBA. If anything, I think this kind of suggests that Warcraft 4 is incredibly unlikely to happen because one of the things they said is like they don't want to get into a genre just because they feel like they have to stay in that genre. And so it's like you, like you said, they have their MD, uh, MMO, they have their RTS, and I can't see them sort of bringing Warcraft back over to the RTS side again anytime soon. Not to say that it won't ever happen, but... Well, I mean, the RTS team has to do something after StarCraft. Well, they're still working on StarCraft, and actually, a lot of the people from the from the StarCraft development, they've been working on Heroes of the Storm. That's what's been delaying Legacy of the Void. Well, I guess we knew Legacy of the Void is, was going to be like two years, three years out from Heart of the Swarm. Like, those games weren't going to yeah. come together. But not, Legacy of the Void has to be pretty big, because that's the finale. That's the StarCraft yes. finale. Yeah. You know, unless unless after Legacy of the Void they come out with another game like this is the StarCraft finale, but it it was always to my knowledge it was always a a three game like you know it was like a three game thing. You mean, well, you mean just StarCraft two or like well, StarCraft two? Like StarCraft two yeah. was like a three game, which is always worth it because there was a lot of complaining that they were gonna break each race up, but each yeah each campaign was definitely worth it. Like they like you know it it, it was good. It was good. But, um, yeah, I mean, after that, like, you know, I wouldn't see why they couldn't do Warcraft, except for the fact that the world of, world of Warcraft has destroyed the Warcraft lore. Yeah, but they, they can build new... I mean, you look at the change between Warcraft 2 and Warcraft 3, um, as far as the way the lore worked there. It built on top of it. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, they can... They, 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 they'll figure out a way to do it. They're, I mean, it's their lore. It's their story. They can do what they want. <laughs> well, yeah, that so. is true. I mean, I guess they can tech, like they could do what they do with the books, you yeah. know, like where they make a little side story. But you know, if you were, if you played Warcraft three, well, you, well, I'll take me for example. I played Warcraft three, and I loved the ending of Warcraft three and the, the expansion. But I will never get to play that that out in an RTS setting now. Because they've already addressed it in World of Warcraft. Yes, and that's where I would want to. I would want to fight Arthas or the Lich King in an RTS thing, and it's just not going to happen. Well, I don't know what they're doing. What they're doing with the current ex- expansion is they're actually getting into like time travel and alternate universes. So it's possible if they really wanted, they could be like, okay, here's Warcraft Four. It's set in an alternate universe like right after warcraft 3 so you can kind of play in your own direction you don't have to worry about the politics of the horde and and the alliance and whatnot and and they can align the factions however they want i mean it's as i said they 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 have that's nothing they're not going to have factions yeah you would have races but then they're not going to have all the races from world of warcraft available 
because you know how much balancing that would take. It take like it is difficult for them to balance Protoss, Zerg, and Terran. Imagine if you had to balance humans, orcs, worgen, draenei, dark elves, elves, like all that together. That'd be nuts. See, they they would just they just do horde and alliance, and and the orcs and the humans would be prominent amongst them. But then you'd have the other the other units from the other races, and then they'd keep it simple like that. Oh, I, I think they would still need to keep the races separate because, I mean, how many units would they have to sacrifice per race to get all of the races you just need, at one time? You just need one one unit per per uh, per race, that's all. So it's, what, six units? And then whatever beyond that you can play with. Uh, then, the, then the building... I mean, they, like, but, the, the building aspects will be fucked up because each race has, eh, you know, well, different structure, or the way their structure they, looks. They, they fucked that up in Warcraft now. We're getting our garrisons where it's, uh, you know, it's 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 technically like, you know, it's supposed to be like your player base, but they only have architecture for the the Alliance and the Horde. And the Alliance architecture is all the white bricks and the uh, Horde architecture is all the orcs with the spikes. And so, you know, I play a Tauren. I, they have Tauren architecture in the game. I'd like my little, like, totem poles all over the place. I'm not going to get that. I'm going to get the, the tents and the spikes. Oh. So. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't. That's the, the lore portion of it is what will concern me. But, you know. They'll work that out. That, but that's it. I don't think it's coming anytime soon. So. Yeah. We're, we're arguing over nothing. <laughs> no, this is something, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our last topic here. Uh, Congress has introduced a bill that would, to a degree, give you ownership over your devices and specifically the software on said devices. Uh, The bill is called uh, Your Own Devices Act, so Yoda for short. And basically, the way the the bill works, if a computer program enables a device to operate... Yoda will let you transfer ownership of a copy of that computer program along with the device. That's, that's, uh, the law would override any agreement to the contrary, like the one-sided and abusive end-user license agreements commonly included with uh, said software. Uh, and also, if you, have, uh, if you have a right to receive security or bug fixes, that passes to the person who received the device from you. So, I mean, the only thing I can really think of off the top of my head would be like something like like Red Hat Linux, you know, where, you know, uh, when you buy the support, that's actually supposed to be uh, for you. Um, actually, but to be honest with you, I don't think they really enforce it that much, that like enforce it the way some software licensing is enforced, you know. Um, like I said, this is this is just a step in the right direction. This isn't what we actually need. We need legislation that says you can resell digital products or you know digital products that you own or that you purchase legally. You can resell with no repercussions. Or something that says digital stores have to have a method for you to transfer ownership. Or for you, or to give refunds or get your money back, like they have to do stuff like that. This is just a step in the right direction. It is not the uh, the end all, be all. You know, the the first, uh, you know, you, you need something that 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 basically proves that well, not proves, but says that you have ownership over things that you buy. Because that is actually that's definitely not the case now. 
when you buy software, you are licensing it. You do not own that software. You really don't even own that license. You know, there are several uh, uh, stipulations that can be used to take a license away from you. Look at the people who get banned on Origin forums. If you get banned on Origin forums, you cannot play your games. Steam doesn't work like that, but it could just as easily be the same thing. You know, all the you know you have the pre-dispute arbitration agreements, which are bullshit in these EULAs now, uh, and that you know shit like that's got to stop. So the good thing about this bill is that it shows that Congress is actually paying attention to this, and that you know we have somebody looking at it, and uh, you know if we keep pressing for what we need. Uh, hopefully that, that we we will we'll get what we're looking for. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> I, <have nothing laughs> to add. I agree with I agree with everything you said. No. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that 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 was pretty much it. Like it's well, you know the links the link for this will definitely be in uh, the show notes, so you can check it out. Like it's not like I said for in terms of games, this isn't what we need. But this is a good thing. It's a step in the right direction. You, you know who I bet's happy about this legislation? GameStop, because it means that they could theoretically resell your software. That is true. That is true. They wouldn't have to go through uh, Microsoft. They wouldn't need some elaborate system like Microsoft wanted to put together. Uh, but hey, no, like, you shouldn't be buying. Buying secondhand from GameStop anyway. Really? $5? You're going to save $5 on that new game? Come on, dude. Just spend the other $5 and give the money to the devs. It's a different story. It'd be a different story if, like, you know, because you could buy a game, walk out the store, walk back in the store, trade it in, and it'll be 30 bucks. Well, technically speaking, if you walked in the store, walked it back in, you just return it. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you open the game, you don't like it, and you take it and trade it back in, it's like 50%. And they're gonna slap twenty five dollars on top of that and say and have somebody say five dollars. Come on, just buy the fucking game, folks. Buy it. Just, you know, drop that Big Mac. You know, get rid of that Whopper <laughs> and just buy the game flat out. Hey, but I, I do like the the way this sounds, and I hope they keep pressing for better legislation. Uh, oh, uh, go ahead. Nick. The, no, the EFF is one of the charities that I. Uh, I don't mind supporting. I feel like they they always uh they always come from a good place as far as protecting your rights. So good for them. They do, they do. Not like uh some other organizations that start with E, end with A, have a C in the middle of it. Why are you looking like that, Nick? It's ECA. <laughs> <laughs> I went at Nick's camera. He's like putting it together. It must be late. Nick is like what? ECA man, ECA. Uh, so let's see, let's let's see what's coming out, huh? We're starting to hit that season again. FIFA's out was out the twenty third. Uh, Killer Instinct coming out. Well, is out the twenty third. Uh, what else? Metal Gear Rising Revengeance twenty fifth for Mac. Hyrule Warriors 26th, Shadow Mordor the 30th, Forza Horizon the 30th, uh, Smash Brothers for the DS or 3DS on the 3rd, October 3rd, Project Spark Starter Pack on October 7th, Rise Son of Rome October 10th, Beku 2K15 October 7th, 
with uh, NBA Live trailing behind that like by almost a month. And the definitive edition of Sleeping Dogs by October 14th. If you haven't played Sleeping Dogs, like now is the time. I love that game. They're coming out with an online version of Sleeping Dogs, well, like an online follow-up. Like it's an online game called Triad the, Wars. Yeah, yeah, Triad Wars, yeah. Yeah, so I am very, very interested in that. Because I love Sleeping Dogs, so. Okay. You're an uh, old dog and you love Sleeping Dogs. What? You're an old dog and you love Sleeping Dogs. Yeah, I knew Nick would put something together for me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. As always, uh, uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash match those buttons. We are on iTunes for your iOS devices. We are on Stitcher Smart Radio for your Android and iOS devices for streaming and downloading now. We are at twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. So uh, once again, thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. 